Okay, so what you need to know about this podcast is that when I originally started it, I thought I, I, a long time ago I was doing parodies, which I actually am going to be doing more of. I have a really good idea for one, but I had purchased, my dad actually purchased this microphone for me that was really awesome for the parodies. And then I got thinking, you know, I have this awesome microphone. I should do a podcast. This would be fun. And so I uploaded my very first one, which is called my obituary. And it was kind of like the, um, it was kind of like the, um, what I would say if I had died, but like my life story as it were on my birthday, I think I was turning 26, maybe 27. And so I launched the podcast and, um, had so so much fun with it. Then decided I kind of wanted to do, um, like legacy episodes with each of my grandparents, maternal and paternal. And so that was really fun as well. And, um, then it kind of evolved into just whenever I was inspired, whatever it was. And so (laughs) funny story, my kids actually knocked over my awesome podcasting microphone, which is why I've not done another parody. And also because I need it for like recording, um, bethanyshipley.com forward slash parody or parodies. I can't remember, um, is where you can find them, but, um, I haven't gotten the microphone. And so what's funny now is I'm finding myself turning on my headphones, um, just literally all the time while I'm driving or walking. So we're walking on the trail right now, but a conversation that's been kind of circling in my life lately. And you know how you just hear things from different angles and it really like confirms that that's what you're supposed to be learning. Um, this has happened to me lately with the topic of inspiration and being inspired and being passionate and being ready to go and just filled with that kind of like inner light, you know, that flicker that's like you get an idea and you want to act on it and you have that energy that's moving forward something that has been in my mind so much lately. And Um, then just confirmed and confirmed from so many different angles. And so I wanted to talk today about what does that actually look like to commit to living a life of being inspired. And um, like the very first, like, I don't know, phase of questioning on like, if you're not feeling inspired and if someone comes to me and asks like, hey, I'm not feeling inspired, what do I do? The first um, phase of questions for me are not anything emotional because typically the first phase of questions are going to kind of field out um, the, the things that are actually physical. If someone's thyroid is not like working correctly, they're going to feel tired all the time. If their hormones are off, they don't have enough progesterone in their body and they have too much estrogen, they're going to be tired all the time. If they are feeling like totally out of energy, they might have low vitamin B12, low vitamin D. So those are kind of the first four areas that I'm always looking at are like vitamin D, vitamin B. And if you're not sure, if you're like, Hey, I used to have all this energy, doesn't seem emotional, seems pretty physical. I recommend going to healthonelabs.com and just getting the like basic panel, just get your labs done. You don't even need a doctor to do it. You can order these labs literally online. And then you go to a quest diagnostics like center near you. You can pick where you want to go. You take your piece of paper, they draw the blood. And then within like 24 hours, they'll literally mail, like email you your results. And so you can kind of know, all right, if my vitamin D level is this and it should be this, then I'm going to then purchase vitamin D and kind of get on there and start feeling better. Right? So that's the very first kind of like 
phase of advice I would give to anyone who's feeling lack of inspiration and that they don't see a direct correlation with like a life circumstance. But then there are other people who are, you know, in these situations in life where there are seasons where they're depleted in their energy. And I feel like this is going to hit home for a lot of people who maybe listen to this because there's a lot of moms um, who are up in the night and a lot of moms that are up early in the morning and like find themselves living on some things that could eventually deplete the adrenal glands. And so um, that is kind of the next phase of like diagnostic activity that I would do after kind of the physical is then the emotional side. And so um, I kind of want to walk through that for a few minutes here today and then we can kind of um, have a little bit of like a self-assessment here. So um, do you feel like you get ideas but you don't have the energy to act on them? That is a fundamental question that I ask myself when I'm feeling uninspired. Am I getting the ideas but I don't have the energy to act on them? If that's the case, it's most likely that the life situations have been so stressful (laughs) That you don't feel like you have the energy or you have the time. And so what we have to do with that at that phase is we have to sort out what all is on your plate and figure out what can go and what needs to stay. And so what I, my husband has been reading this book and this is so, it's so timely and so amazing how what he goes through in his, in his running and in his like training process is the exact same thing that I'm going through in business all the time. We have these like connections that are two separate worlds, but they're colliding because it's on our journey of growth. And we're like super aligned in this way. One of my favorite things about our relationship is literally this exact thing. But I've been reading about how like routines and rituals and habits can actually, if they can stay, if you can stay inspired through them, over time produce more results because the burnout isn't there. And he actually had the same experience over in running where he ran a marathon, it was his first ever marathon, and he actually did a really good time. I think he ran it in three hours and 27 minutes or something really awesome. And that, I mean, it's, it's awesome for a first time runner. Um, there are obviously people who can do it an insane uh, less amount of time than that, but um, I'm walking up a hill out of breath and also greeting, uh, people on the path. So he did this run and about three weeks before his run ended, or sorry, before the run. So training ended, he got shin splints and he was like, what the heck? I got shin splints like three weeks before my run. And he believes that they were caused because he was running more than he should have run. And you guys, I'm at this hilarious situation right now. I'm walking on the trail and there's a tunnel that goes underneath the, uh, the train. And I don't know about walking under the tunnel while the train is on there. I think I might just stand here and wait for the train to be gone. I don't know, should I make a run for it? If I run under the tunnel and the tunnel cracks and then I will die. But if I stand here, I risk being late to my daughter's school where I'm volunteering today. All right, I'm going for it. Here we go. We're running under the tunnel. We're running under the tunnel. <laughs> All right, I'm out unscathed. Um, so, so he trained too hard. He got shin splints and he was super frustrated with himself because 
yes, he trained too hard. Meanwhile, I'm seeing it in business. People get a plan. They get an action plan for their business. They get all excited. They decide to do three hours a day of work that's on top of their everyday life. And then they burn out because it's just too much. Their expectations of themselves were too high. Ultimately, their lifestyle didn't match their identity and that shifted. And so shifted into a, I can't do this. This is too much for me. So I'm watching Eli learn this new philosophy on running, which is basically everything goes off of your heart rate. So you don't overtrain and you train your body to then be conditioned. And so the conditioning happens with this calculation. You figure out what's your heart rate. And like mine is 137 because I'm X years old and I have not trained since having a baby and all this stuff. So you have this kind of like mathematic formula to figure out like what is your ideal heart rate. And then you run it at whatever pace your body says is okay according to the heart rate. So as I'm walking up this hill right now, let's see where I'm at. I'm looking at my watch. Let's see what my heart rate is because I'm actually running this not or walking this walk, not running. Oh, uh, it looks like 132. So I'm five, um, five beats per minute lower than what I am kind of going for, which is 137. Um, so I kind of would temper my speed up the hill based on what my heart would say was okay. And I really love that, that method because everybody's different. Eli is more fit than me, so he can run up the hill and stay at his rate, whereas I'm not that fit yet, so I have to walk up the hill or whatever, you know, so this whole theory of, like, following your heart rate is really, really impactful for people who want to know how to kind of temper their activity, so all this to say, with the inspiration, one of the things that this book takes into account is stressors in the body and stressors in the mind, um, all chemically, physically, emotionally. And so one of the activities on this, um, this book is to get out a piece of paper. And I just encourage you to go ahead and do it right now, or just remember this for a time where you can do this, get a piece of paper and write three columns, physical stressors, next column, emotional stressors. And then third column is chemical stressors. It was so crazy because when I did this and just brainstormed everything that's stressing you out, you might have to carry this piece of paper around with you for a little bit and notice when your adrenaline and cortisol start to kind of rise. Because one of the things that I noticed was like immediately emotional stressors. My son came to me. He's like, I'm hungry. He is super picky eater. He just really doesn't eat a lot of food. And it's so stressful for me to try to find something for him to eat. So I wrote down kids hunger is stressful because it's not clear. And so, you know, I wrote taxes, I wrote, um, chemical stressors. Um, like when I, um, you know, go to the nail salon, if I ever do, that's a chemical stressor, right? And so you, um, basically have this process where anything you can't control, you go ahead and mark out, like mark a line through, and then anything you can control, or you have at least some element of control through, you circle it. And if you circle it, then that means you can work on it. And the whole idea is that as you eliminate your stressors, you then actually start gaining collateral in your, in your adrenals. And so it's actually a really super helpful, um, super helpful thing. So I kind of want to end with just this whole idea that if you're not inspired, 
don't let it go to a place of shame. Okay, now my heart rate is 147. <laughs> I'm walking up a hill. Um, and I have two minutes to get to my kids' school, which is just across the way. So I got to wrap this up. But, oh my gosh, this is truly like we are walking together and you're hearing my exhaustion. I want to wrap it up with this. If you don't have energy, if you don't have inspiration, don't go into shame around it. Because likely, it's because of life, chemical, emotional, physical, there's something that's blocking you from being able to experience that freedom of inspiration. And all you have to do is get creative around it. All you have to do is take it and eliminate it or deal with it or learn some coping mechanisms. I was sharing with the call this morning, our team call, there is a, uh, there is a um, audio series I don't actually exactly know where to find it, but I'm sure you can find it if you Google it. And it's from Michael Singer, and it's called Living from a Place of Surrender. It's an eight-session series that I highly recommend for understanding stress management. And it is just one of those things that if you'll take it a week at a time, take one session, one week at a time, it has the potential to change your life because it actually teaches how to navigate stress and um, live a peaceful life ultimately, regardless of what happens. So thank you guys so much for listening today. And I look forward to connecting over this, diving even deeper into the idea of inspiration and continuing to share on this podcast um, things that are inspiring me. All right, 